Are Steph Curry and Klay Thompson the greatest backcourt of all time? It's the cipher. Twenty nineteen. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate the support from the Facebook community. Appreciate the f- support from YouTube and other platforms. The goal this year is real simple. Keep grinding. Keep putting out content. Keep talking about the NBA, having fun about their players, about the different franchises. And eventually we're going to get serious about incorporating some NFL, some Major League Baseball, maybe even some MMA. But for right now, I'm loving. I'm all about the NBA. That's my vibe. That's my lane. Um, with that said, thoughts and prayers go out to Nerlens Noel. If I don't know if you saw the game last night, he was injured trying to block a shot versus the th- uh, in the Thunder's loss to the Timberwolves. Noel somehow caught an elbow. He fell hard on the floor, hit his head. He actually lost consciousness. Luckily, the medics were able to revive him. They attended to him. He was carted off on a stretcher. Again, thoughts and prayers go out to that young man. In other NBA news, the Warriors beat the Knicks 122-95. to Klay Thompson, 43 points. 7 of 16 from 3. KD had 24. Steph chipped in with 14 assists. If you're an NBA fan, if you're a Warriors fan, the good news is Klay Thompson has found his shot. Klay Thompson, over the first 36 games of this season, was shooting 33% from three. Over the last few games, 80%, 50% three times. And last night, he shot 43% from two, or from three, pardon me. The good news is, if you're a Warriors fan, again, Clay's found his shot. The bad news is, if you're every other fan base, Clay's found his shot. That said, I still believe unless Golden State steps up their defense, unless they can compete harder defensively and get stops, their plans of three-peating might face some major roadblocks, even with the return of Boogie Cousins. Because the Warriors' ability to incorporate him into their system will be the key to their second half and going into the playoffs. Remember, you're talking about a huge piece to incorporate into your system, a guy that gives you 25, 14, and 5 when he's 100%. But again, we're talking about a guy coming off a ruptured Achilles. It will take time. I'm sure Cousins will be on some type of minutes restriction. So here's the thing. It's going to be a matter of chemistry. It's going to be a matter of conditioning. And also, because of that ser- the serious nature of his injury, what version of Cousins you're going to get? Will he be as aggressive as or as confident as he was prior to the injury. Because, again, it is a mental thing at some point. It's not always physical. It's mental. And remember, if you're the Warriors, the goal is not to just get to the finals. It's to win it all. And right now, today, I don't think Golden State could beat Toronto in a series. And the the Bucs, they match up well with them. I think Golden State's biggest challenge it's not going to come from the, their their own conference. There's a couple teams, maybe OKC, maybe even Houston that can make a run at them. But I think ultimately with the goal to win it all, it's going to come from the Eastern Conference. It's going to come from the Raptors or it's going to come from the Bucks because they both match up very well with them. Not to mention, we don't know 
what any franchise is planning on doing at the trade deadline. Maybe Boston makes a move. Don't rule out the Celtics. The Pacers beat the Cavs 123 to 115. Thad Young had 26 points. Raptors over the Hawks 104-101. Kawhi Leonard 31 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. T-Wolves 119 to 117 over the Thunder. Andrew Wiggins goes for 40 and 10. If you're an NBA fan, Andrew Wiggins is one of those guys you know he's gifted. You know he has the talent. And you wonder why you don't see this kind of effort more and more on a consistent basis. He's a gifted player, but he just lacks that dog. Suns 115, Kings 111, Kelly Oubre 26 points. Clippers 128, Harnets 109, Montrez Harrell went for 23 points, 11 rebounds. Lou Williams 27 points, 10 assists. Sixers 132, 115 over the Wiz. Embiid 20 and 10, Jimmy Buckets 20 and 5. The Nuggets beat the Heat last night. 103-99, the Joker goes for 29 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. At the halfway point of this NBA season, the Raptors, Bucks, Sixers are all fighting for that number one seed in the East, with Toronto on top right now at 31-12. and 12. And obviously one of their strengths is their depth. The Raptors have a need other than health, though, because all NBA teams You deal with injuries. You deal with health issues. I think the Raptors need, they need shooting. They need another shooter, which is why the rumors of them pursuing Bradley Bill are very interesting. Because Bill wouldn't just give them a shooter. He'd also give them another ball handler, another playmaker. People forget Bradley Bill is nice off the bounce and can break people down in space. The question is, if you're a Raptors fan, is who or what, or how much you would have to give up to get him. And how would that affect team chemistry once you did have him? Think about it right now. The Raptors are 31 and 12. And they've been able to beat some of the better teams in the league, minus Kawhi at times, or minus Cal Lowry at times. So clearly, their depth and their chemistry are already in place. I like the idea of adding Bradley Bill but at what expense? Ultimately, the key to winning the East, I think, is going to come down to shooting. Because I think Milwaukee, the Sixers, or the Celtics, they're not that consistent at the three-point line as well. I think all three of those teams might make a move. I think this NBA trade deadline is going to be as busy as any other season. Because the East, even though the Raptors are on top, is wide open, and the right move could change the balance of power. I don't think anybody is going to argue with the statement that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are the greatest shooting backcourt in NBA history. But when you ask the question that I posed earlier, are they the greatest backcourt of all time? Then the debate begins. When you look at what they've done together as teammates, Four NBA Finals appearances, three titles. During that span, Steph averages 24 points a game, seven assists. Clay, 19 points a game, two assists. Both shoot over 42% from three. Steph's been to five All-Stars. 
He's been all NBA twice. Obviously, he's won two MVPs. He's won a scoring title. He's won a steals title. Clay is a four-time All-Star. Not to mention the fact both have also won the NBA All-Star three-point shootout contest. Again, this is about the greatness of their shooting, but in the broader sense, when you match them up against a backcourt like Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas, both of them, obviously, they've gone to three NBA finals. They're both two-time champions. Both have won finals MVP. Dumars is a six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA defense, four of those on the first team. His career numbers, 16 points, four assists. And from 90 to 95, you can book Joe D for over 20 points a game. Isaiah Thomas, a finals MVP, a 12-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, two-time second-team All-NBA. The Bad Boy Pistons, one of the greatest teams of all time. But when you match them up against what that Warriors team has done in the bigger picture, there's no question Golden State has had the greater success. But this isn't about team. This is about that backcourt. That would be an interesting matchup. Joe D, Isaiah Thomas in their prime versus Stephen Clay. I'd pay to see that. And I'm not even sure that we're talking about just those two backcourts. I'm riffing. I'm going off the top of the dome. What about Magic Johnson and Michael Cooper? Obviously, Magic is a star of that show, but they were together. They went to eight NBA finals. They won five titles. Magic won three finals MVP. Magic's a 10-time All-Star, nine-time All-NBA. Michael Cooper was All-NBA defense eight times, and he won Defensive Player of the Year once. What about Earl Monroe and Clyde Frazier? Earl Monroe was a five-time All-Star. Clyde, a seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. And while Clyde does have two finals, he has two titles, excuse me, as a group or or as a backcourt, they won one title together. I'm thinking of backcourts off the top of my head. What about John Stockton and Jeff Hornacek? Obviously, they're not the greatest, but they might be one of the more underappreciated backcourts of all time. They went to two finals together. What about Gus Williams and Dennis Johnson? People remember Gus Williams, the wizard. Or Terry Porter and Clyde Drexler. They went to two finals. Drexler was a 10-time All-Star. Porter, a two-time All-Star. What about Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker? Five finals appearances, four championships. Parker's a six-time All-Star and a finals MVP. Ginobili was a two-time All-Star, and he won six men of the year before. These are some incredibly accomplished backcourts. And I know most of us would already think the debate is between Dumars Thomas and Stephen Clay. But I think to show respect, you've got to acknowledge Parker and Ginobili, Drexler and Porter, Billups and Hamilton, Williams and DJ, Stockton, Hornacek. What about Gail Goodrich and Jerry West? Another great backcourt that people don't speak upon. I'm going to put the question out on the Facebook page. I'll probably put it out on YouTube. If not, this show is going to be on YouTube. But what I'm going to do is once it's out, 
The next show, it'll be all about your responses to who's the greatest backcourt in NBA history. And if I missed out on a great backcourt that you think that I forgot about, feel free to put it out there because I know somebody's going to get hit me with, what about Tim Hardaway and Mitch Richmond? Um, and that was a really good backcourt, but obviously they, they didn't even make it to one final. So I think that when you talk about great backcourts, a starting point has to be, yes, you have you can put up numbers and you can go to multiple All-Star games, but you've got to at least have attended one NBA Finals to be in that club. And all these teams that I've mentioned, they're all in there. It's the cipher. We're going to have fun with this. This is my, I believe it's the first show of 2019. But again, guys, I've been a little bit under the weather. So if I, if I did a show in advance and missed out and didn't realize it, that's on me. But I'm going to hit you guys back next time. Much love, much respect. And again, thank you all for all the support. Next time.